Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Beamer Distributors Blog Talk Show. This is your show. It's designed for all Beamer distributors across the country to provide you with the latest information, training, and current events. It's a live, interactive show where we value your participation. Just hit one on your phone and we'll open your lines so you can ask questions and share information and testimonials. You'll hear from individuals who are experiencing amazing results in their business and with the use of their Beamer. But remember, this information of Beamer technology is not designed to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease or ailment. These testimonials have not been evaluated or reviewed by the FDA. This call is for education only, and no medical or income claims are intended. This call is not put on by Beamer USA. It's just us, a group of independent Beamer distributors all helping one another. So grab a pen and paper, listen carefully, and get ready to learn and share. Stay tuned. The show is about to begin. Hello, and welcome everyone to Beamer Blog Talk Radio. I'm Rainy Hale, so this is Horse Thursday. Today is Thursday, oh, July 20th. <laughs> it's hard for me to say. Like Cindy and I were just talking about how fast this summer feels like it's already over with all the things that we've got going on. Um, but I'm super happy to be with you all today. Um, I enjoy spending my Thursday mornings with all of you and my co-hosts. Um, before I say hello to Cindy, I'd like to remind everyone to please grab a pen and paper. <clears throat> um, you never know. We, uh, a lot of times we're going to have... Um, an event coming up or somewhere to find some really great information, information, so you want to be ready for that when we talk about it. And please press 1 on your phone if you want to chat with us. Um, we, as you know, it's a big part of our show is to be able to hear from all of you. So if you've got any um, questions or comments or testimonials, we'd really love to hear from you. Um, uh, it just We all learn better that way. Uh, and we really, Cindy and I and Tiff, we really want to talk about the things that you guys want to hear about. So you need to tell us what that is. Um, with that being said, we do need to keep it on this show. We do need to keep it to the horse unit on horses, and we really need to stay away from any medical um, type questions or comments and really focus on behavior and training and um, um, everyday use. So, um, But as you know, that gives us a ton to talk about. So, all right, I'm finished with all of my, my spiel <laughs> this morning. Um, so I'll just go ahead and say good morning to Cindy. Hi, Cindy. Hi, Rainy. Hi, everybody. Good morning. And I hope you're having a great day. It's still a little warm in a lot of places, so um, kind of like you have to change your routine and say it's going to be early morning or evening. And I haven't quite <laughs> figured out how to do my yard work in the dark, but <laughs> that's a possibility. <laughs> I was going to say, but it's tempting to figure out, isn't it, when it's 95 degrees out? Yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, my landscape guy who comes to help me got a heat stroke. So, you know, that's pretty serious. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. So, <laughs> not good. All right. So, anyway. Yeah, so I hope everyone's I'm taking care. I'm people call um, in with some testimonials. We haven't had any fresh testimonials in a while, and, and – um, I know, you know, everybody's busy and a lot of people listen to us on, you know, after the fact and the recording, but I really, you know, add on to, to Rainey's comments before, please, you know, just take a few minutes to call in and tell us what you're seeing with your horse or, you know, with a, a new horse that you might have done a session on or something. Um, 
because those are the stories that kind of inspire us. And, and the, anyway, that would be very much appreciated if you can uh, take a few minutes out and share with us. So, um, yeah, absolutely. One of the things that I was going to mention <laughs> seems like you know it seems like I'm always coming to Facebook, but um, you know I do do other things than than you know cruise around on Facebook. <laughs> but um, I think you know a lot of people don't have time, and 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 Facebook has a little bit of a derogatory connotation for people to say, oh well, I don't do that. Um, and I'm just, you know, I, I like to kind of throw out ideas. I've, I've mentioned this before, but I think um, when people are oftentimes saying, well, I don't know kind of what to send to someone. And when we find something, then we tend to go, oh, well, let's do this, 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 and it can be overwhelming. Um, and even if you, um, you know, there's no requirement when you're, in um, when you are on Facebook pages. I mean, there's no minimum requirement that you have to, you know, join a lot of things or not. But if you would look at, for example, the Beamer Horse Set North America, um, they do a, a lot of really good posts. Um, and I'll give you just an example from a couple of days ago on the 18th. So again, Beamer Horse Set North America, um, and it's just, you know, it's a, it's a, um, a picture of the uh, leg cuffs on the front legs and a close-up of the battery. And then, you know, it's one of their kind of um, FAQs that they roll out or rotate. And it says, what is PEMF and what does it do? And it's a sh- just a short statement. And so even if you don't, you know, want to get involved with having friends on Facebook and sharing things that way, you can pretty easily, you can take a screenshot of the text, which is just a short paragraph. Um, You know, how does it impact my horse? And then you can take a screenshot of the picture. And you can um, do an email or even a text to people that you're just trying to keep in touch with. Um, a lot of time, you know, we talk about how Beamer, Beamer is really a relationship business and it's building trust with people. And uh, part of that is providing value in information that they might not otherwise have or have access to. That's why I like to share the BEEs recordings because uh, those are really educational. But just for little, you know, little, as we would call, drips of information, this is a way for you to say, you know, hi, Mary Sue, uh, thinking about you and just, you know, wondering if you've, um, you know, if you've ever used any kind of PMF devices with your horses and, you know, something like that, anything or just how are you doing with thinking about you? Um, uh, we haven't talked in a long time and um, I'm going to give you a call next week. And so it doesn't have to be pushy. It doesn't have to be salesy. But And then you're providing them, you know, people might not know what PMF stands for. Uh, They might not know um, just some basics like that. And so when you go into look at this particular site, 
You can go back and look at um, all the previous posts, of course. So one of the earlier uh, ones of four days ago was Beamer's benefits to retired and stall-bound horses. Stimulating circulation will help improve their mobility and overall health, and just a little statement. So these are just short little one or two sentence uh, clips to kind of be prompt people's interest, if you will. Um, and it's an easy way for you to not have to, you know, uh, fall down the rabbit hole of Facebook or social media, but to use <laughs> it for your own advantage. And so um, I just I throw that out there as, as something. Yes, we have a lot more in-depth things out of the newsletters, um, which I also recommend sharing with your clients or prospects. Um, but these are short, and they always have good pictures, and they're high quality. So um, it's, it's just a way to kind of, hey, how are you doing? Let's, let's chat, you know? Um, and those things are important because, uh, particularly in the horse world, there. And if someone is out in any kind of a competitive environment, whether it's local or, or you know, big deal national, um, Beamer is more and more visible. And so you want to keep in touch with your prospects so that they know that you're still interested, and uh, you know they're going to remember. Oh yeah, Rainy is you know a distributor. I think you know I'll I, I'll go back to her. Otherwise, if you just have you know an initial contact with somebody and you don't follow up regularly, and that could be you know once a month, once every couple of months, whatever you feel appropriate, then when that person runs into someone who's you know on spot, got a Beamer horse that talks to him about it. You go, oh, yeah, I think I've heard about it before, but they're going to go with the person in front of them because they don't have any connection uh, that's firm to you. And um, that happens all the time. So um, I, I, you know, we always say that, you know, follow-up is the, is the differentiating factor. So that's just a suggestion for how you can do it without having to create your own information. And... Um, you know, it's a little bit uh, reaching out, but it's doing it in a very soft touch kind of a way. So that's my kind of tip um, today to say use the tools that we've got, and I think that's I think that's a viable one. I don't know if you've ever done that, Rainy, or if you or if you mentioned that to any of your to, you know to your own team or people that you work with. But if if you know other people do it or not. Yeah, you know, definitely. I don't. I don't necessarily. I don't know that I do enough of that. I, I don't know. I do enough of this in general. This is probably something that I need to be. Not probably. This is something I need to be better about. Um, even though I know. Um, I know the other other side of that because I have had people come to me that want to buy beamer, beamers and um, they have heard about it before, but they can't tell me. There's like, yeah, somebody did, was talking to me about it, but I don't know who it was. I don't know how to contact them. I don't know even remember where I was when they told me about it. Um, and so, and in those kind of cases, I feel really bad because I know somebody else has probably put in some work, but, but on the other hand, they don't even know how to get in touch with them. Um, yeah. And so there's only so much you can do. So, you know, I, I feel bad as a distributor, but um, you know, if they, if they can't even figure out how, 
how to get back in touch with them, there's nothing really I can do on my end. Um, but um, so, so I see that. I see that that lack of follow-up can, can be a problem because sometimes people aren't ready at the time you first talk to them. They think it's a great idea, but they're like, yeah, you know, maybe I'll think about that at some point. And then six months down the road, life has changed. You know, something else has changed. Maybe they have a horse that got hurt. Maybe, maybe they have own personal something that happened in their life. And somebody introduces them again to Beamer, and they're like, actually, you know what? This would be perfect for what's going on in my life right now. And they might remember yeah. in the back of their head that somebody told them about it at some point and they thought about it. But unless you have kept in touch in any way, they probably can't remember your name, let alone how to get in touch with you. So they are going to just buy from the person that's right in front of them that's telling them about it right now. Right. It's definitely something that I've run across personally. And um, and probably I've been on the other end of that also, and I just didn't know it. <laughs> because, yeah. Um, yeah. because I'm not probably as good as I should be at, at doing that. So. Well, and on just, you know, the general uh, Facebook uh, zone here, because that's what we're talking about, the other thing is to follow the page that's called Beamer Horse Set IBD Group North America. And that's a private group where, you know, you have to give your IBD number to get uh, authorized, I guess, by the administrator to to participate because it's just for distributors. But you sometimes see some very interesting dialogues on there. And it's a way for those of you who are also less familiar with horses to kind of get an idea of what things are important to people more active in the horse world and to, um, you know, get a little different perspective on something. And that was one of the things, um, just one of the topics that uh, came up this week, Rainy, that I know that you wanted to talk about um, it had a lot of response um, from a lot of distributors when somebody just threw out a question. And so do you want to talk about? Um, yeah, absolutely. Your twin, so I, I do just want to say, yeah, that's a, <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, just to kind of add to what you're saying, that's a, that's a great way to um, keep in touch just with the, you know, IBD community um, and be able to see, because a lot of times there's a lot of questions on there that you might already have too. Um, and then, so there's a lot of answers and a lot of information on there for you. Um, but also um, we use it as a way to figure out what you guys want us to talk about. Um, and so either, either not directly towards us, like this post that we're about to talk about is just a general question somebody, somebody posted. But please feel free to use that page to chat, to talk with us, to say, hey, this is a subject I would like to know more about, or this is a question I have. Can you guys delve into it a little deeper on blog talk or um, whatever it might be? Um, so you, you feel free to use that page to, to let us know the things that you guys want us to talk about. Um, but something like this is um, the question was was posed as far as what do what do you put under your horse blanket when you're giving sessions, or do you put something under your your um, your blanket when you're when you're doing sessions? And this is something we've talked about a lot on this show, but I don't think we can talk about it enough. Um, and that's biosecurity. So, um, and and this is just an important thing for your own protection, for liability, for the protection of um, all the horses you're beamering, for the other owners, something to do for yourself and for for the animals. And so. Um, we have, like I said, we've talked about this a lot on the show, but I think um, obviously this question keeps coming up a lot, and so it's something that I don't think um, that I think we should revisit on a regular basis. Um, and so the answer is, I mean, 
as far as a sheet or something underneath it, that's kind of a personal choice. I like to do that just because it helps me keep it, um, keep my beamer clean. Um, but really it's not, there's not really a lot of biosecurity there um, other than, you know, some, some pretty obvious, some pretty big stuff. But um, really for biosecurity, you're going to want to actually wipe down your blanket between sessions. Um, so, so yes, a sheet helps keep it clean and a sheet helps with some other things, but if you're really trying to, if you're at a show, um, you're, no way you're going to bring enough sheets probably to do as many sessions as you're going to want to do. And you're going to still want to be able to wipe down your beamer between horses. Um, and some people were saying on there that they were, they would have people bring their own blankets, which is great too, because that will help keep it clean. But also that's, you're not really, there's no biosecurity there. Um, because if you're putting it from one horse blanket to somebody else's horse blanket, you're still spreading whatever possible disease that might be. So you're still, even if people are having their own blankets on, you're still going to want to wipe down um, between and, and disinfect everything between sessions. I know, Cindy, you've got stuff to talk about here too. So, Yeah, and, you know, uh, some of the things depend on the weather, um, you know, um, because mm-hmm. like right now, too, horses are tend to sweat. You know, it's hot anyway, but they tend to sweat when you put the blanket on them. And so just for, you know, the horse's comfort level, you know, you can use one of these, you know, mesh uh, scrim sheets. A fly sheet is a little, maybe not quite as as good, but um, there's something in there to kind of provide a little bit of of airflow to help. But again, as as Raining was saying, um, you know, if you were going to an event or you're even doing a demo at a barn or something like that and you're going to do two or three horses, you probably don't have, you know, two or three mesh sheets to be able to bring with you. (laughs) So, um, again, I think it's important as when you're presenting to someone who's not, you know, you're, you're kind of introducing the Beamer too, for you to be... Um, in a professional way, you're saying that biosecurity is an issue for you. I mean, again, we, we would recommend if you're doing a demo in a public place or at a barn where there's multiple horses, that one of the things you're going to ask is, you know, uh, is anything going on with any of the horses that I need to be aware about, aware of before you go? And it's quite possible, if there were, that you would reschedule or try and... Uh, do that demo in a different place just to kind of avoid that. Um, I had, um, Megan Smith had posted um, a website that you can join up for um, notifications of communicable diseases in different states nationally. And having joined, signed up for that, I would say it's least three or four days a week that I'm getting notices in all kinds of different states. Um, and it can be, you know, it could be just a couple of horses. It could be a whole barn. But there's a lot of things going around out there and a lot of things that are communicable. So we want to be mindful of that. Now, if you're not in a competitive situation and you're not going to horse shows, you're probably still showing, um, you know, showing the Beamer to different people. And um, maybe it's only one person. Maybe it's them and their, you know, their neighbor. But you want... It's the higher standards to be um, to take biosecurity into consideration, even in those 
situations, or I should say in every situation, you know, regardless of the size, because that also sends a message to people that this is something that we're concerned about and that we are, you know, mindful of being um, protective of their horses. If somebody came to my barn and they didn't, uh, you know, they didn't pay, they didn't mention it, they didn't bring it up, they didn't take any precautions between doing my horse and, let's say, um, you know, my friend's horse who came over. That would set, um, I would ask, because I'd want to go, well, you know, where did you come from? Where's this, what blanket, I mean, what other horses has this blanket been on before you throw it on mine? Um, and, and it would create an impression. So just be mindful of that. Um, I think sometimes people go, oh, there's nobody else here. It's just one horse. Um, I think it's always a topic for at least discussion. And it may or may not be important to that owner, but um, it's it's kind of a question of taking the high road in my mind. It's better to be safe than sorry, yeah. right? It's the old adage. I was, <laughs> I was just going to say, and and people are watching that, um, whether you think they are or not. If you're at a horse show and you're putting a beamer from horse to horse to horse and you're not wiping it down or cleaning it or sanitizing it between it, there are people that have seen that. And then when you go to them and say, do you want a free beamer session, they're going to say no, and not because they don't want a beamer session, but because they know that's been on 10 horses already today and they have not seen you clean it one time. Um, yeah. So so horse owners are aware of that. So whether you think you're, you're being watched, you are. <laughs> just assume you are. Um, and not necessarily in a bad way, just in a, as a way of people are um, just observant and they're wanting to protect their own horses. So, um, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm going to, if I go to a barn and I put um, a beamer on two horses that belong to the same person, I'm probably not cleaning them in between those two horses. Um, but I am going to maybe have that conversation with the person to let them know that I have already, I've cleaned this before I came and I will clean it afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, two horses in the same barn with the same owner already sharing everything. <laughs> So um, I'm not worried about biosecurity between those two horses, but I will be sure to tell that person um, that I have, you know, you know, clean, sanitized, wiped this down before I put it on, on their horse and, and have that conversation about that. Because, and that's a conversation you should have if somebody's thinking about buying one anyway. Um, because if you are in a barn with a beamer, chances are you're going to be giving sessions to other people, whether you're going to be charging or just giving them away. Or, or when you're at a show, somebody's going to want to use it. And so you want that, that person who's potentially going to buy a Beamer for, from you to be aware of that and to do things the right way also. So I think it's an important conversation yeah. to have, even if you're not actually doing it in front of them. Yeah, absolutely agreed. And, again, it set, kind of sets a standard. And, you know, that brings, you know, kind of rolls into something um, I was thinking about, as you were saying, Rainy, that um, for even for somebody that you are um, going to be selling, who's going to become a customer or more so a distributor mm-hmm. under you, um, that you want to, um, I I would like to ask and see if we get any callers that help with this, but to say, let's say that you sold a Beamer horse set, um, and the person's already gotten it. What? And, and let's say they don't live where near where you are. 
how are you going to help that person and what are you going to give them um, or do you give them anything to help them? What's your commitment to train them and to how to use it properly? What do people do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a big question um, and a good one because um, sometimes that's hard because I have sold, I've sold to people that I talk to weekly. I have sold to people that it's like pulling teeth to get them to even tell me that they got their Beamer. <laughs> So yeah. um you sometimes it's it's really hard to to I mean it, you have all the best intentions of you know showing them everything and teaching them the right way to do everything and answering all their questions and talking to them about usage but if they won't get back to you sometimes that's a really hard thing to do I mean I have I have a customer that bought beamers and she had used beamers from other people before um so she thought she knew what she was doing um, and I think I've had two conversations with her in the last year and a half and only because I've forced them because she was just like, oh, no, I'm good. Um, and so it was yeah, really hard for really me because I was like, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know what you're doing or how you're doing it or what you're telling other people how you're doing it, um, but but I, there's nothing I can do. I mean, I've probably sent her 40 texts and called her a dozen times, um, and she gets back to me maybe two or three times out of all of that you know, over the last year and a half. Um, and so yeah. sometimes there's only so much you can do. Um, but again, there's some people that I talk to almost weekly, um, you know, that, that whether it's horse or human that have a random question or, or you know, anything. So it, it's such – a lot of it's going to vary on the customer, right? Um, but I definitely yeah. um, have a an email um, kind of onboarding – whether it's a, just a customer or a distributor, they're very different. But um, I have emails I sent out that have have things like the unbox, unboxing videos and usage videos and, you know, things like that that I send to everybody. And most of that I send before they even get them so that they have a chance to kind of look at some of that stuff before they even get it. And then, um, you know, and then kind of then I have a follow-up email that I send like a couple weeks later too. And I send that to everybody, whether I'm talking to them or not. So, um but yes, again, a lot of it's going to depend on your customer. So, yeah, I agreed. It can be very frustrating. But some of I yeah. think you know you do the best you can. And one of the things that I try and do is um, this comes up a lot with Beamers to manage people's expectations. And to so anybody that's dealing with with me about purchasing or signing up to say, you know, I'm going to follow. Uh, particularly nowadays with UPS, some of you probably have experienced this too, where, you know, that you get a delivery date um, and then you go and look at the details and see it hasn't cleared customs in, in Kentucky yet, so you know it's not going to be delivered that day. So um, <laughs> it's something that I follow up every day. I'm looking at that tracking information so that I can finally, you know, nail down what day the Beamer is going to be delivered. But I, But I've said to the client to say, uh, let's plan on setting aside at least an hour um, as a walkthrough. Um, you can take it out of the box and charge it, you know, and I send the unboxing video. Um, but, uh, you know, after it's charged, then let's spend, it could be either a Zoom call or a phone call, depending on whether they want to do it from their barn or whatever, to walk through a lot of, uh, even if I sent them the information in a written format in an email, 
um, that I want to walk through it with them because I find, again, you know, in my mind I have a checklist. Well, I told, I said this, I said this, and you come up and you find that there's so much information for them. It's the same with the human beamers. Is people don't remember it all. So repetition is your friend. And so I really, you know, walk through and, and, and stress, you know, don't don't get so excited that you're going to put um, – you know, put the blanket on for multiple uh, sessions and then put the cuffs everywhere all over the horse's body and do it all in the first hour, you know. <laughs> um, I, I really stress the gentle introduction, if you will. Um, and I and a lot of people don't know about intensities. Um, and so I, I make sure that I send that chart that has, um, and that's in the FAQs, the equine FAQs, but I send, which I also send to them, but I send the chart separately um, that shows the different intensities and of um, the blanket versus the cuffs, which are three times stronger. And then I talk about why that's important and to talk about the fact that, that the battery is not, you know, that that's really a computer in there with uh, a whole um, formula of an um, application. It's not just a timer. Because um, I still, I just got that last week, or somebody says after I've sent them all this stuff and they've looked at me and we're talking about it when they actually got it. She says, "Oh, I thought it was just a timer." So um, um, again, it's just thinking that you sent them something in writing is not enough. First of all, you don't know if they've read it. Second of all, you don't know if there's other people like again in a group setting where there's going to be multiple people involved using this. Or, um, or, you know, you you may be dealing with one person as the contact. Um, my preference, personally, is to say, let's get your whole group together so everybody hears the same thing at the same time. Because I don't, I'm a little skeptical of how information that's new gets passed from one person to the next. Um, it's not, they lose some of its accuracy. So. You know, try saying, for example, let's spend at least an hour or to say um, we'll do an initial um, uh, kind of walkthrough to make sure that you know how to use everything. And then, you know, uh, maybe two days later, let's set aside some time. Again, they've got to be willing to do this, but let's have everybody. Let's have your, you know, your assistants or whoever else is, is part of that group, if there is such a thing. Let's do it all together. And they may have questions. That's helpful. But it's just it's an establishing um, um, a pattern where you say, I'm going to check with you um, after a few days, and I'll check with you next week. And I want to hear, I want to set their expectations that um, responses from different horses, um, they're not going to all be the same and for them to be observant and to keep a little log if, if they have multiple horses, et cetera. So things, um, I do think it's, it's important if, if they're amenable and you can plan it um, uh, to be able to set the expectations for a high level of communication. And that also makes them understand that, you know, that you're, this is unique. Other products, you know, you buy it, buyer beware, figure out how to use it, and um, I want to um, set myself apart from that that standard 
expectations so that they know that I'm somebody that they, you know, I'm saying, you know, text me. Um, call me. You can reach me. I'm here to answer your questions, and I expect there to be questions. Um, it, it, sometimes it's just it's different because it's it's not your typical situation, and people are always surprised. Um, I commented on somebody's Facebook uh, post that they put out at a center, and um, because it looked like they were they were showing the Beamer blanket. Um, and that they had ice boots on. And I explained to them why that wasn't such, uh, you know, that wasn't an ideal portrayal of uh, how to introduce Beamer to something. Um, so um, I guess I just want to encourage you to be proactive and to set up time so that you can go over what the horse set is and how they're going to use it. Because they're going to, you know, they're going to start out a little differently and work up towards, um, you know, finding out which programs work best with different horses. And they need support. So that's part of what I think sets us apart as a different product is the interaction with our, of our distributors with that whole customer relationship. And this is, a, this is a, a way for you to shine, and it's also a way to probably build up the light – to increase the likelihood that these that these people would refer you to somebody else because you took such good care of them. So, if anybody yeah, wants to share what they what they send, you know, or what they do with customers after their, I mean, ideally you go there to their place, but um, in today's world, that's just that's um, <laughs> that's only part of the time, not all the time. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, and I was gonna like it. Like, no, I was just going to add to that is, um, I mean, you can send them everything you want. As far as I was talking about, I have the emails that I kind of just send to everybody. But, yes, they may or may not read them. And so I always try to, of course, get that, you know, that phone time or Zoom time or FaceTime time of unboxing and going through that. Because that's really the only time to talk about things like, you know, a battery reset that might happen or, you know, making sure that they're not keeping it in the, you know, too hot or too cold or you know, sometimes your connectors are going to pick up, because it's magnets, you're going to pick up a tiny little, you know, pieces of gravel, and and then you might not get a good connection. So if, if things like that are happening, how to troubleshoot some of those things that are happening, knowing that you're, and, and making sure that they know if they ha- ever have any issues that you're available for them, um, for any questions or yeah. concerns. But some of those things that you can just bring up that obviously they can just look at first. Some things that they maybe didn't think about until now all of a sudden, for some reason, they're they're you know, charger won't connect and they can't figure out why. But if you've already maybe put in their head, this can sometimes happen, they're going to look and go, oh, yeah, there's just a whole bunch of gunk stuck in there. Um, yeah, so or, or the color of the light. Get, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that don't just that just don't get sent very well, like over email and, you know, even in the, like, unboxing videos and things. So just being able to have that conversation of some of those little things is just invaluable, I think. Um, and then, yes, like Cindy said, you're setting that precedent that you're always going to be there um, if they have any questions or concerns. So um, I think those are all really important things to remember. And, and yeah, like I like I always say, when you buy a Beamer for me, you get me too. And so I think that makes people laugh usually. <laughs> but it also kind of sets in there because it kind of becomes a, a funny thing. It becomes in their head that, you, that yes, I am available always for you. Um, so... 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Do we have anybody who wants to share them? Their, I was, they do I was just going to say, well, we had somebody that was um, on um, as we were talking about that, so I don't necessarily know that they have anything to add to this, but they've definitely been waiting a bit, so let's see what – and then we have somebody that just popped on, so they may um, have something to share about that, about that. So we'll start with area code 604. Area code 604, you're live on Blog Talk. I think this is Kathy. Yes, it is. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, um, Kathy. Yeah, I just, hi, I just wanted to ask you guys. Um, I, I had um, my son's uh, girlfriend's dad that had had racehorses and is connected with the track. So mm-hmm. He was here last night for dinner. Now I sent him videos, and he said, "Oh, he hadn't seen them." And I said, "Well, I sent them th- through your email." And he said, "Well, I never go really look at my email." And so I thought, mm-hmm. you know, that's a good point because I've sent a lot of things out to to friends that have horses, and I've noticed you know a lot of them haven't even looked at them so is there a different you know would you guys just phone people and then just say hey i sent this to you on and it's in your email or is there a different way that you guys would suggest uh, for sending information to people um let i do me, a lot let of let texting with horse people <laughs> yeah but go yeah. ahead Cindy. <laughs> yeah well that's that's a perfect ad for the beamer share app yep. Because what, whatever you send, you can send it either by text or by email, but then you know whether or not they've looked at it. And I would okay, say I to... that particularly horse people, and I agree with Rainey, are less likely to, uh, given the hours that they keep, they're less likely to look at email. And I always ask people first which they prefer. But um, that sending something by text, the reason I like it is because when it shows up on their phone, from the share app anyway, uh, you've got uh, you've got a picture, and people are much, in my experience, are much more likely to click on oh that picture that says faster healing through micro you know microcirculation or something. They're more likely to click on that and watch it, um, and because when something's on your phone, you know you can watch it when you've got you know you're waiting in line or you're you know you've got a couple extra minutes. And so my experience is horse people are more likely to see a text, but I always ask. Okay, yeah, I did this on my Beamer, and, I, you know, when I was showed that, I really didn't even, I just have been doing emails, so I'll have to go back and, and look at that so I can send it a different way. So that's, that's good to know. You have the share app? Yeah. It depends. Yeah. If, you, if you put in, in their contact information, you also put their phone. Then yes. when you click on to say, here's the tool I'm going to send, it, both the you know, phone number or the email will pick uh, will pop up and you choose which one you want. But you've got to get that information in your contact first. Okay, perfect. I do, and I just automatically went to email. I, I'm more of an email person, so that's what I went to. So, But I, I thought, what a good point to, for me yesterday when he said that to me. So great. Thank you so much. Yeah, and, and I will I also it, point it, out a lot of the times, a lot of times for horse people with those videos that I send, I like in the little blurb I send with it, I like to say, and this is just a quick three-minute video or six-minute video or something, so that they, when they're looking at it, they don't think, oh, if I click on this, I'm going to be stuck for 20 minutes or whatever it might be. You know, if you just say it's a quick three-minute yeah. video, they're like, oh, I have three minutes. Um, so okay, good. 
good, good, good. That's yeah. great to know. Okay, wonderful. And I and and so what I wanted to also ask you. I mean, this is kind of my response because the less you say, sometimes. But he said to me, Kathy, if we if I see there if we go into a horse which I've lined up so I can get some race horses that are you know off from the track, and so I've just just got somebody that came and I've kind of connected that up. So I will take him with me when I go. And he said, if I see a difference. Um, you know, and I see something, and this is really what you're telling me, then he says, I will take you to the track. But um, I, like I said to him, you know, basically, you know, sometimes I'm, I, I, from what I've done, I've seen a difference in the horses. But um, I just kind of wanted to say, you know, when I respond to that, I just said, well, let's just go and see. And, and you know, I, I believe in what, I believe in this product. So, Well, let me tack on to that, Kathy, because I think, what would be important just from what you've described with this gentleman is, um, you know, oftentimes we see horse responses of them relaxing, you know, and we've got various mm-hmm. body language clues for that. But what would be, um, what also is helpful for somebody who knows that horse, who's working with that horse, is to have the horse move afterwards, to watch how they move. Now, ideally, they would be ridden, but for, for a racehorse, probably not. But to, to even see, you know, to move the horse a little bit on a lunge line or something, to see if they notice a different way um, that the horse moves. So don't just, I, I would say, um, don't just take the fact that the horse was yawning and, and cocking their hind leg as, that you know, that's not going to go a long way with a racehorse person, I think. <laughs> Okay, good. You know, good to know. Because yeah, I mean, they're saying, well, gee, I don't need the horse to be relaxed. I need him need him to run faster than everybody else. Um, and so you need to think about what, and that would be a topic to discuss with this gentleman is what kinds of things would you like to measure? What would you be looking for? And you can kind of tailor it in, in the, those circumstances then. Um, Because, again, I I remember learning that from talking to a barrel racer who said, yeah, this is great. I don't need my horse to relax. I mean, then that prompted a long discussion um, because that was a little short-sighted of them. They didn't really understand about the whole parasympathetic thing. But, um, you know, the first reaction was, was, uh, you know, that that, uh, the physical response of the horse was not impressive to them. So just be aware of that going in. Okay. Thank you so much. I really appreciate these calls. Absolutely. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Have a good day. All right. (laughs) Thanks, Kathy. All right. And we have um, Tiff that just popped on, um, and she is at a show. um, So I wanted to make sure to say hi to her. Hi, Tiff. Good morning, Rainy. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning, Blog Talk. It's good to be here. Hey, we're at a cutting horse show in Ignacio, Colorado, and I actually have a cutter here that loves the product and would like to share a little bit about what he's noticed if we have a little time. Oh, wonderful. Please. Please. Thank I got you. Bruce. Great. I got Bruce Turnbull here. He's with uh, Turnbull Performance Horses, uh, cutting horses specifically, and we are just going to ask him a couple questions about what he's noticed in the product and how long he's used it. So go ahead, Bruce, when you get a sec. How's it going? This is Bruce Turnbull. Hi, Bruce. Hi, go Bruce. Just a little bit about what you've noticed in your horses, especially. Um, 
So one thing I've noticed a lot with the Beamer is if we have any injuries or anything, um, it helps them to recover faster and um, they can get back to working them sooner. Um, and then as far as show horses goes, after showing all day, um, it just, when we get done showing, we put the Beamer on and it just, we feel like it helps them rest better and it's easier on them. And when we wake up in the morning to work, they're fresh and ready to go. Excellent. Hey, Bruce, do you use it before performance too? Um, I have at, at home at shows. It's a little harder because we're working so many. Um, mm-hmm. um, we've we've experimented with working it before to warm up um, horses that might be a little sore from the day before. Um, but mainly at shows, we just end up doing it after um, after we show or after their work. Okay, so it depends on the horse. Yeah, um, well, and and a little bit of, like, the timing, just because um, mm-hmm. it takes, like, we have four or five to get ready and work, um, so we're a little bit pressed, but um, we have noticed that when we do it before, it helps decrease the amount of warm-up time needed to get a horse ready. So orthopedically, it saves on the horse from having to lope so much. Perfect. That's good to right. hear, and well, that's what we like to hear consistently. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sharing today, it's appreciative, and we just love to hear from what they have to say. Obviously, he rides a lot of horses every day, and he knows, and he sees a difference. So, thanks for taking the time, Bruce. Yep. Yeah, appreciate. <laughs> Thank that. you, Bruce. And have good runs today. <laughs> okay, Tiff. I didn't well, say. Well, Tiff, that so was what, a treat. So, for, yeah, yeah. What do you say for somebody? Is it a class? For a cutter, you know, it's not a run. What would what would you call it? Work. So they work the cow. Okay. All right. I just, uh, you know, you say different things in different disciplines. I thought, well, that was stupid to say have a good run. Well, that's not what he's doing. But anyway, thank you. That was cool. We haven't had anybody come on in a while, Tiff. That was really a treat. Perfect timing. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm glad I caught you guys. I almost ran out of time there, but I'm glad we caught you and was glad that we could get a little feedback from them. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, it's always so great to hear um, how their how their people are using it in the field too. Um, you know, actually, you know, on the on the days, and it's so great to. Um, you know, to hear that, yes, they would like to do it, you know, beforehand, but sometimes time is an issue. And so they've gotten just as good a result by using it, you know, after for, for different things. And so um, it is always interesting to hear how people are using it on a daily basis. So I like that. Um, okay, we are about to run out of time, but we do have one more person that wants to chat with us. So we've got um, area code 213. Area code 213, you're live on Blog Talk. Good morning, ladies. This is Dexter. Hey, Dexter. Hi, Dexter. Hi, hi. Uh, enjoying today. I really like the the uh, protocols and safety. That's really kind of a hot spot for me with everything. A um, couple of questions, though. I'll try to make it real short. Um, with the human device, I use the massage table paper, you know, before each person lays, and I also have hmm. plastic yeah. on the, uh, wrapped on my beamer. Is there such a paper for like horses um, or devices um, such as beamer 
that we can buy that, you know, it's kind of readily available and you can just kind of rip it and put it on because I'm trying to think how many sheets would I need um, if I were to, you know, demonstrate a, a equine unit. Yeah, you'd want to know how many horses, but I, I would say absolutely giant capital N-O exclamation point for anything crinkly or noisy with horses. Yeah. And so yeah. paper like that is not going to be your friend if you want to see that horse, you know, in front of you <laughs> or in the next county. So um, I would say that, no, there's nothing like No plastic bags, no nothing like that. <laughs> So yeah, that's why you want something soft and non that non noise making. Okay, all right. Yeah, and and, and really, uh, other, really, I just wanted to Dexter, real quick. I just really wanted to make a, a you know a clarification here between kind of keeping your beamer clean and biosecurity. Um, and so a sheet is gonna is definitely gonna keep your beamer clean, but it really isn't biosecurity. So um, kind of keeping that in mind as far as the difference between those two, Cause, because if you're, even if you're using a sheet, you, you are still going to want to wipe down your, your unit between horses. So I just want to make sure that's clear. But go ahead on with your next question. Oh, okay. And you, you're touching on my, my next question, and I'll be done. So um, I use Perfect. alcohol <laughs> with my beamer, and I have plastic and all of that. Um, someone is recommended that I use UVC. I don't know if you all are familiar with that, UVC rays. Um, I did kind of a, my own little survey with people uh, about the UVC, and what came back was people actually like to see you cleaning something, even though the UVC is just a, like, a, like a light, like a wand. Um, but the yeah. action of seeing you clean is more effective to make them feel comfortable so it's kind of a twofold question. Do you think UVC would work for bioprotection? And um, secondly, um, do, well, I just leave it at that. And do you think yeah. UVC is something effective? I can start, and I have one of those wands, and I use it, but that doesn't stop me from wiping down my um, horse unit um, after I after I've put it on a horse. So I don't know okay. if that fully okay. answers your question, but. And especially if I'm in a public area, I would I would just wipe it down. That's okay. my opinion. Okay, and I have no, I have notes of that. I'm sure Chip and Cindy have. Raining. So yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. That's what I use. So, and I'm sure Tiff and Cindy have have their own opinion on that too. Yeah, I don't have a wand. I think they look kind of sexy, but you know, I I kind of like <laughs> something that <laughs> I like the wiping down method better myself, but. Yeah. Um, that's all I do. And the sun. Okay. Yeah, Jeff, how about you? Put it out in the sun, too. Sun. Yeah, sun. Okay. And and the other question, if we have time, I hope we have time, and that is I built my own plastic cover for the Beamer. So, it, you know, it, it looks professional. It looks like, like, like it came that way. Um, would that be against protocol uh, with Beamer if I built something to wrap the, the, the horse unit in? I mean, I don't um, think it'd be a would be a problem. You just want to be careful the material you're using. Like Cindy said, you wouldn't want it to make any noise. You wouldn't want it to be crinkly or flappy because um, anything that's gonna you know catch their attention and be like be flashy or catch the wind or make noise is is gonna be 
not a good idea. Okay. Or, and something that would prevent it from, I mean, the, the blanket is made out of material, certain kind of mesh to make it be breathable. And if you have something plastic, it's not going to be, it's going to, uh, you know, it's going to counteract that. Uh, if you okay. were having, if you used it while it was on, you know, it would prevent the breathability and, and make it, make the horse more sweaty, I would, I would presume. But it's hard to tell what without seeing a picture of what you're talking about, but that's my first reaction. Okay. All right. Thank you, ladies. You guys are fantastic. I think you're awesome. Um, <laughs> have a great weekend. Thank, Thank you, Dexter. Question, it's always Dexter. good to hear from you. All right. Um, okay, perfect. Well, Tiff, we haven't been able to hear from you. I know you're busy, but anything you want to share with us before we you get cut off for the day? Hi. Yes. I don't have any much to add. I just was thankful that I was able to catch one of the cutters and hear their feedback. So thanks for listening. And it's good that we were able to quick squeeze them in. So thanks, everyone. And thanks, listeners. And look forward to hearing from you guys and talking to you next week. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks so much. You know, yeah. See how he does, you know, particularly if he comes out, you know, in, you know, the top five or three or whatever. That would be an extra added thing for us as a follow-up to add for the recording. You know, how he does with his horses. Perfect. And, yeah, so okay. what a treat for us. Thanks, Tiff, for taking the time, and and, and thank him for, for taking the time because I know uh, he's got a busy schedule this morning, I'm sure. So um, we appreciate them, them both taking the time for us today. Um, Cindy, any final words from you for today? Uh, no, I think uh, we, we managed to uh, get some um, interaction, and that's always the best part. So I'm good. Definitely. So I will put it out there. If anybody, any of you listening have any testimonials, or it, just like Tiff, if, if there's anybody that you are um, talking with that is used Beamer that wants to just, you know, it, it's not going to be a big, long testimonial. I mean, just a, a one minute, this is what we like to, this is what we use, how we use it, and this is what we see. Um so please have have some guests come on. We we'd love to hear from anyone using the Beamer. So, um, all right, everyone. Thank you so much for your questions. Um, we appreciate you um, joining in with us and asking those questions and, and us being able to answer that. We would. That's really as as I always say, a, a big part of our show is we want to be able to hear from you guys and answer the questions that you want us to talk about. So thank you for doing that. And um, again, as just a quick thing, rem- remember to use Facebook page for that too because we will always check that before the show and see if there's anything you guys um, want us to add. Um, okay, well, thanks for listening. Thanks for calling in. Be sure to tune into um, Blog Talk and the other days. They're doing some great things there too. But of course, as always, we will meet you here back next Thursday to talk about horses. All right, everyone. I hope you have such a great week. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye, Tiff. Today's show was brought to you by an independent group of Beamer distributors who are committed to helping you find success in your business. We're all part of a bigger mission to bring this amazing technology to a market that so desperately needs it. We'll be back again really soon. Until then, here's to your health.